I'm Sarah Connolly, and today I'm talking to one of my favourite writers, Martina Brass. Uh, Martina, if you don't remember, she was a most incredible classics writer, been in the sport for years, and she retired a couple of years ago um, to have a baby, and she's still working around the sport. Uh, Martina, how are you? Oh, Sarah, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Martina's not feeling very well today, but, but you know, I just really was so excited to talk to her about the Spring Classics, because the Spring Classics were pretty much your special, well, I think they were your specialty. Do you think that? Oh, yeah, absolutely, they were. I think I worked all winter long, I trained all winter long just for the Spring Classics, and sometimes I forgot a little bit that there was something afterwards as well. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, uh, still in this time of the year, I feel when I'm riding my bike or if I'm doing some sports, I just feel my body's still used to being really fit at this time of the year, even though I'm a little bit sick right now. Yeah, they, they're really, because they were always near my house and, and you work so hard all winter, you're looking forward to start and race. And I think that's why I was really good at it because I was just so passionate about it. Yeah. And and I always thought you were, you were a very attacking rider as well. And the Spring Classics reward that, don't they? They reward a rider who takes risks and attacks well, out. Really, in the Spring Classics, I, I never attacked because I knew I was not the strongest rider in, in the bunch because I wasn't really built to be a classic rider because I was like more a rider that could go uphill a bit better. But yeah, maybe in all the other races, I always like to attack. But in the Spring Classic, I was really, really focused about what the race was all about and, and the important points. Like this weekend, when we have the Omelope Newsblad, you should never attack before mm. um, the coach trio is there because you know you would be dropped on that one. So I was really focused on the race itself. I was always going to watch the race three, four times before the race was. I just train on the, on the purpose mm. and see what was different or so. Yeah, I was more focused in that time of the year and, and I, I was able to read, race and stay calm till the final. Mm. Yeah, what's, what's the most special things about them, do you think? I think it's because it's just in this area where I live, like I live in Belgium, as you know. In Belgium, these races are really big. They are like statues, they're like famous. Everybody knows the Omloop Newsblad, everybody knows Flanders, Flash mm. Wallonne. And so I, I knew them when I was a little girl and I started cycling. I watched them on television with my, with my dad and I saw them every year, every year. And then when I was growing older and I started racing myself and I was doing all the races, suddenly on the calendar, there was this envelope of newsblood. I remember when, when I was young, like, um, I think it was even in 2006 when it was time. Yeah. And there was this almost newsblood for ladies and I was able to start and yeah, that was like, little dream come true and then I really enjoyed racing as well at, at the area with the cobblestones and all those little climbs because I was really good in those short steep climbs and mm. so it grew and grew and grew but it started already when I was watching it on television. Mm, yeah and, and you've always had really good results there I mean I was looking at you you're always kind of a good top 10 rider there. Yeah yeah I was oh yeah because I even the days before I was so focused, I was just, and I knew every, every centimeter, every inch of the, of the circuit, I knew every corner. It was really also a really big mental thing that I was really good over there. Mm. Yeah. And so what do you think the riders will be feeling like counting down the days, five days to the race? What, what's that feel like when you're waiting for the season to start? Yeah. It's just like, you're just really excited. And you really can't wait. It's like feeling like when you're a little girl and you know you're gonna, your birthday's going to be in a few days. 
oh. yeah, that's how I felt. It's like I was really, yeah, happy, but also really nervous and a lot of stress. I think you can compare it a little bit with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, I was always really nervous. Like when the race was on Saturday, I was really nervous on Friday. And I was like, nobody could talk to me. I was really grumpy and I had to check my bike <laughs> 10 times and I all felt sick. And then the day when, of the race, when I woke up, I was really confident and I felt really good. Yeah. And I knew I was going to have a good race because I just I felt really very strong in my head. And also my body felt really good. Mm -hmm. So I think all the girls will have it now. Some will, some will be scared. Yeah. Because they know they're maybe not good enough yet. Yeah. And some of them will be scared because it, it's going to be a cold day. And some are going to be scared because they haven't ridden it yet. Mm. So I think all girls have mixed feelings, all they have different feelings. Nobody has the same feelings. Everybody goes into that race with a different emotion. Mm. But I think a few of them will be really confident and really excited. And some will be like when I was riding with Team Gauss, Louisiana Pecoraro, the team manager, she once called me Bambi. <laughs> you know the little deer yeah yeah because, yeah yeah because sometimes when i was scared for a race i looked like bambi she said she said i could see it in your eyes that you're scared so i always remember that and when i go to saturdays or go to the race i look in the girl's eyes and when they're not wearing the sunglasses you maybe can see little bambis and you, <laughs> you can see really confident girls that will are really 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 happy to start and just want to go and, and go up that hills and so yeah it's just different if everybody would feel the same it would be a different race then it's not only like the physical strength of a rider it's also the mental strength of a rider yeah yeah and and omloop is is a really hard race to start the season I, mean, I, I went there one year and i hadn't realized it's such a huge field and then you have larger teams but you have also riders who it's the first time they've ever raced in Europe. And you can see some of these riders afterwards who haven't even finished, you know, they don't even get to the finish the race and they just look like they've been through a disaster or something. You know, they look like they look like they're shell shocked or something at the end of it. Yeah, They have never done it, but they also have no idea. Yeah. And I think it's not as hard as uh, the Ronde van Vlaanderen, Tour Flanders, not mm. as hard as that race, but it comes close. Really, comes really, really close. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you always have like things like the big crashes in the neutral zone and the kind of riders who, you know, who've never seen a cobble and and who've never ridden a pack before. And that must add us. I mean, I always think it's funny when, you know, the, 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 the key riders are always at the front and have kind of dropped quite a lot of riders by 10 kilometers because it's, you know, you've got some riders there who are just literally terrified. Yeah, when there's a crash, like nine out of ten, it's the same riders who are in the crash mm. because they are just not watching out or they're just really dangerous. And I always believe, like, and it's not only in women's cycling, it's in every sport. If you're really fit and really strong and you feel really well, normally you don't crash. You just you just stay out of the problems. I don't know why that is, but it's really true. Well, I mean, we saw it with Mariana Voss, didn't we? Like, she had went years and years and years and years without any, you know, without any major accidents. And then she had that crash in um, Flesh Wallon in 2012. And obviously she's been ill. But, yeah, I mean, Mariana was like, she was, like, magical. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, but I, yeah, I, I really believe in it when you're, like, very physical and mentally really fit. You just kind of stay out of, out of problems. You just, you, I don't think you just see it happen. You're just so focused and you're so 
in the flow, as they call it, and you just see it happen. You see it happen like miles before it happens. You can just point it out. Oh, there's going to be a crash in two kilometers. It's going to happen there. And then you just go on to the other side of the peloton. Wow. And I, yeah, I really believe that that's true. And sometimes you have that luck, like something yeah. happened just in like a second and you can't avoid it. But sometimes you really feel it coming. Do you think, yeah. do you think that's, I mean, you started cycling as a very little girl, didn't you? So you kind of grew up racing. Do you think that's something that's harder to learn if you come into cycling as a, you know, the people who come in in their 20s or something? Well, maybe, but it's also a part of your character. If you like yeah. in your character, you're, you're a person that's, that's quite, yeah, that's, that's always a little bit scared or also scared in the car or things like that. It might also be in the peloton if you like really fearless as a person and mm. you're just really confident. Yeah, I don't think you see any danger and just, just go. And, and so, but I think it, for me, I, yeah, I started riding when I was eight, nine years old and I grew up like first we had 10 girls in the peloton and then there were 20 or 30 and yeah I never mind if there were 200 girls in the bunch I didn't care yeah it must you I mean I remember I spoke to you back in 2011 and I'll put a link to that interview on my site prowomencycling.com so people can go and read that but I remember you saying about how incredibly different it had been just in the time of your career like all the changes yeah 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 absolutely I think I've seen it grow from from almost nothing to what it is right now and like you have like so many races live on television and people are working so hard to to get it bigger and 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 better and and it's just nice to see and and yeah I, I had a few years that I could be uh like a full professional rider mm. and but also had years that I yeah had to work uh, besides my cycling career and I've seen it all happen and, and I'm really proud of all the people that worked so hard to, to get a change like Mariano, but also um, like the sponsors who put more and more money into it. And it, it's, it's a really good thing. Yeah. I mean, you, you were on Dolman's cycling team in their first year, weren't you? When they came yeah. in, when they came into the sport. So, and you know, now, Bo, now Bo's Dolman's is, is, you know, this incredibly huge team. I mean, that must be a, you know, which you helped make. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a company right now. Mm. It's really well organized. It's really, it's really nice to see how it starts like as a, as a club team the mm. first year. And now it's like, it, it, it's, yeah, it's a company and everybody is really satisfied and everybody's really calm and, and yeah, that's so good to see. But I also believe in the teams like uh, Wiggle High Five. It's just, it's great to see how, what Rochelle does mm. with the team. I'm, I really admire her for that. And even Ronnie Lauke with his team, he doesn't give up. He just keeps on fighting. And I think he has a really good team this year. And Green Edge also, it's just they, they keep building and building to get teams better, stronger. And you see that everybody who's in the cycling at the, at the top level keeps fighting hard for it and then pays off. Yeah, yeah. And it's getting better and better every year. I mean, there was a horrible time back in, I guess, you know, around 2008, when we were just losing races all the time. But it feels like we've got over that. And it's, you know, it's on the way up. Yeah, yeah. it's just because the, the people believe in, in the power of sport, but also in the power of, of female sports. And mm. because now they show uh, La Course, and they see an amazing race, and they come up to me and they say, oh, Martina, I saw La Cruz on TV and that was really exciting. And I didn't know the woman could write so fast. And that girl that won, what's her name? And then, it's, yeah, 
but they really, really are enthusiastic. They are happy and, and they really watched it. And so they say to me, I wouldn't mind watching the Tour of Flanders for women. I wouldn't mind watching that sit down with my beer on, on that Sunday and, and watch the Tour of Flanders. So that's, that's a good sign that people are really interested because if the audience isn't willing to watch it, yeah. uh, we're finished. We yeah. need an audience. We need a big audience that's interested. And I, I believe that that's coming because you can put so much money into the sports but if the TV doesn't want to broadcast it or nobody wants to watch it, you, 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 have, you have nowhere to go because I think professional sports is all about television, it's all about commercial, it's all about showing the name. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's just part of the sport. Mm-hmm. I believe that's happening right now. And it is interesting because women's cycling is interesting. You understand? Yeah. It is interesting to watch because it's just fun to see what the girls do, how they attack and how they race. And yeah, and if you look La Course this year, and I I, I, I was working on a Eurosport this year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there was just like, it was just a chaos with all the crashes, of course. But everybody was talking about it afterwards. Everybody was talking about that race. And that's nice, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been working on the Aviva Women's Tour since it started, but, you know, my sister was just rang me up and said, oh, I saw us on TV. <laughs> like, wow, you know, my sister has no interest in cycling, but oh, it looked really good. Is that what you were working on? It's like, yeah, yeah, it was. And that's a that's a beautiful feeling that, you know, people who never knew that anything about it are getting interested in it because we can see it. Well, that's exactly what I mean. You first have to broadcast it and show it and people will get interesting because it's just interesting. It's just really nice. It's just so good to watch. I just love, love watching the women's races. I just sit down on the couch and I watch from start to finish. And maybe this year the world were not that exciting, but I don't think it was the girls to blame. It was more kind of a boring circuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they still rode it. I mean, they still rode it as well as they could do, didn't they? Like, that circuit was never going to be the same as riding, um, you know, Veresi or, or, you know, or somewhere like that. Absolutely, yeah. So I think the girls do what they do, and they do it in a really professional way. And it should be like they're racing for the race and not racing to make it interesting for the people on TV. So mm-hmm. especially not a world championships, of course. Yeah, yeah. Is it strange watching it because you know all these riders and you've ridden with them? Is it different watching it at home? No, it's not really. No, I just still enjoy it. It's just because I, I, mean, I still miss it every day. I miss, I miss the cycling yeah. because I was just twenty-four years of my life. It's just not, not just something you just put away in a box and put in your on your attic and never watch it anymore so but I, I love watching it yeah I love watching it I'm really I'm really nervous when the race started and I have my favorite riders of course and then I, yeah I'm just like uh, the mummies and daddies or or the fans who watch it so I always love watching you watching the races on your Twitter because you've you know you're you always share the links and talk about the races as they're happening you've got a very happy Twitter to follow the races with Thank you, thank you. Well, just because it, it, yeah, it's just such a big part of my life, and it just makes me happy. And yeah, some like little things that aren't getting enough attention, I try to let them out a little bit. Like yesterday's Sonna van Paso, who did her last cyclocross yeah. race, I I think that should have a little bit more attention, and I just put it in a Twitter and like remember world. There's also this woman who stops 
uh, her professional career and just not only so nice and those little things. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, just uh, the sports make me make me happy, and not even just the woman. All what I said, also the men's yeah. racing make me happy. Yeah, I love the picture of you with um, baby Lisa getting ready to watch Santa Cant. You said she was a fan of Santa Cant. Oh yeah, she absolutely is. <laughs> It's, it must be strange going, especially going from cycling straight into motherhood. That's a really big transition. How did that it feel? Is. Well, um, you just go with it because it just happens. You know, uh, we were planning to have a baby, but we never thought we would get pregnant so soon. <laughs> yeah, because you have like this very skinny body, like your low body fat. And, and to get pregnant sometimes it takes a bit longer. You need to put on a little bit of weight. But uh, yeah, I, I got pregnant like I. Officially, I was pregnant the 2nd of January <laughs> after I stopped racing the 31st of December. So that was two days. So, yeah, but it, it's just the one thing that, that's different. And what's also difficult is like your whole life is just turned upside down and all the freedom you had of just going on a bike ride or just going to do whatever you want. Uh, that's just not possible anymore. And that's the only thing that was a bit difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have always think about what you do and you have to have I never had an agenda like I never had to write down my appointments and I always just do what 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 I thought I would go going to do that day and now I just have to have a more structural life mm. but um yeah it, it it you get back such such a beautiful thing and so that's that's no problem at all but I had to get used to it yeah for sure for sure it was a big big adjustment yeah yeah I mean was was it hard like especially when you've been a professional athlete and, you know, been looking after your body so long to have kind of your body take, you know, kind of take, taken over by someone else. Uh-huh. I understand what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Yes. Yes. Everybody said to me, Oh, you're so beautiful. Now you're pregnant. And I like, just looked at myself and I thought, what? <laughs> what are you saying? You're just saying that to make me feel better. So, no, I, I didn't really feel good about it. You know, I, I was really focused on what was inside my tummy. Yeah. So everybody always said, you're always touching your tummy. Yeah, I was feeling really connected to my body, like what was inside, that little girl that was inside. So, yeah. but I, I, I didn't want to look at my arms or my legs or whatever. I just was focused on my tummy. Yeah. So when she was born, I think I lost, like, I, was, I gained, like, 13 kilos or 14, something like that, Yeah, which is not yeah. a lot. And then I had like six to lose after she was born and it took me only six months. Mm-hmm. And just because I was just like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to look like that. And now I'm just, yeah, if, if you, if people see me and I say I've had a baby, they, they say, oh, <laughs> really? So yeah, yeah. And then because it's just, yeah, my body is really important and I want to be, be fit. Yeah, I think it's just something that is inside my head for over so many years. Yeah, yeah. So, I feel better when I'm when I'm like lean than when I'm the way I was when I just had my baby. But uh, Lisa was worth every kilo, every kilo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no yeah. problem. Have you got her a balance bike and things like that? Well, she's she's a little bit too young to really um, start cycling yet. Yeah? But she has a little bike, yeah, like like a wooden bike, yeah, and um, she's on that all the time. 
And then she goes to our living room and she's it's really funny to see. <laughs> and she really knows that it's her bike. <laughs> and uh, now since this year, I work a few hours in the bike shop mm-hmm. in, the, in our little village where I live. And there we have this little baby bike, but she's too small for it. She's not, yeah, I think it takes another half year that she's tall enough to get on the bike. And when she comes to see mommy work, she runs to the bike and she goes like, you can't talk, but she likes goes pointing at it and she wants to hold it and she wants to <laughs> touch it. And so she really, he really loves bikes and all bikes are mama. <laughs> oh, do you secretly hope that she'll be a bike racer? <laughs> no, really, no. no, 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 too dangerous. No. Yeah, it's too dangerous. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but I think if she wants to do it, of course, no problem. If she says, "Mom, I want to be a bike rider," I'm gonna get her a little bike, and she's gonna be a bike rider. But I'm not gonna say to her, "Do you want to be a bike rider, Lisa?" <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's so dangerous. And but I, I, if she wants to, she will be a really good one. I can promise you. <laughs> so you're not going to be one of those mothers, kind of, you know, one of those sports parents, like you know, being very competitive with her when she's like three years old. Not at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think that's good for a kid. I think I think she should go to do like gymnastics, and then she has to play a little bit of soccer. Yeah. And then she has to ride a mountain bike in the weekend and maybe some horseback riding. I think that's better for little kids because, like, if I look at me, I've been just cycling and my coordination is really bad because I've never done anything else. <laughs> so I think you should do a little bit more than just riding a bike. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry for asking this. It's just it's so interesting to me because quite a lot of riders, when they, you know, you have riders who, who stop cycling and then they just disappear. Do you know what I mean? Like you never hear about them again. And and, and it's yeah. just so nice that you're still around the sport. Um, yeah, but it's also because I think it's just, yeah, what I said, it's just been such a big part of my life. I've done it for 24 years in competition and I'm still riding my bike. So that's a next 26, 27 years, mm. maybe even more because I've just even, I've been out of cycling a few years and mm. I just, I don't really want to be uh, like a, a, a team manager or that kind of things because I I thought about doing that, but I just think it's it's not my kind of thing to do. Mm. But just on the side, I, I think it's really nice to to stay a little bit involved. But uh, yeah, just on the sideline, it doesn't have to be really in, like deep into the cycling. Yeah, but. I think I feel I think it's interesting like when little girls come and ask me questions and I can help them a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I like to do that and I just follow the riders I've always been racing with like Annemiek van Vleut and she's still a really good friend. And yeah, I just like just wish the best for her this year in the Olympic year and so you stay involved because they're also still my friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you you always had a reputation for helping riders out. Like I always remember Chloe Hosking and Emma Trott talking to you about, you know, talking about you helping them get, you know, settle, get get a space in the European peloton. It seems like that's always been in your nature. Yeah, yeah, I know. I never thought that it was really in my nature. But now, cycling being a mom, I realized that it really is. Like today, this young rider from Holland, um, Chanel Stauffier, mm. um, 
writing for Park Hotel. Her boyfriend lives just around the corner. I never knew he was, but, and she was staying with him this week and it like, the weather was terrible and she could not train outside. So yeah, she called me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can help you. No worry. Come to the gym and you can take the Watt bike and do your training on the Watt bike. So yeah. I don't know. They just seem to fight me. They seem to fight me. <laughs> well, I suppose once you get a reputation for helping people, then people will pass that name around. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, well, Chanel did her, her training today and inside. And so, yeah, and that just makes me also happy because I know when I was 19 years old and yeah, it's always easy to have someone that can help you a little bit, like especially in an area where you're not familiar. Mm. So. Mm. yeah I enjoy helping people I don't mind it's just uh, it makes me feel good and and it makes them feel good so and if they say thank you I'm happy oh that's just lovely it it was always they were always some of my favorite stories about you know riders who help each other out because it does feel a little bit like a family in some respects yeah well it's not always like that (laughs) well I guess it's like a family where you hate your sister and beat up your brother and things like that (laughs) yeah that's better that's better but I think yeah I've always liked with the Dutch national team, mm. we really became very close, like Marianne and Luz Schoenewijk mm. and um, Ellen van Dijk, Annemiek and, and Iris Lappendel. We became really close and, and we still have contact and we, we talk about cycling, but we also talk about other things in life. And yeah, that, that's, that's, that feels like a little bit like family, but with mm. some other riders, you don't have any connection and uh, maybe that, that's even better because it's just a big family otherwise <laughs> so you're going to be at Omnip Noiseblad doing um, hospitality uh, doing a hospitality package for Bulls Dolmans that must be interesting yeah well it's, it's interesting but like when I do the hospitality for Bulls I, I don't really I'm not really getting myself too much involved in the race mm-hmm. because they have their own uh, hostess uh, which is uh, Marike van Wonderoy mm-hmm. yeah so she's, she will probably do most of that telling about riders and the race. But of course, I do my own preparation and I will have my own idea about it. Mm. Yeah, so they will absolutely have questions because they all know me. So they will ask for like, why well, I think it's going to win. But I think I can be a little bit more um, objective this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who who do you think will win this week? Well... I'm not sure about the form of Lizzie Armis there, mm. but I think it will be really good. So uh, she's absolutely one of my favorites because she's going to wear that jersey for the first time in Europe in, in the big race. Yeah. Um, so she really want to show that jersey and then she loves the race as well. Yeah. But she hasn't done Qatar. Maybe she's just not on the top mm-hmm. of her can do and she will focus more on Flanders. Yeah. I believe she can she can win. But they also have Ellen, Ellen van Dijk. Yeah. Which is always, yeah, you know the results of the last year. She's always very good at the beginning of the year as well. Yeah. So I think Ellen and Lizzie will be, be their top riders for, for this race. And they have, yeah, obviously, you know, they have such a strong team. But, uh, yeah, they will have, like, my five stars to win the race. Yeah. And I think if, if I look to the other teams, um, I think Trixie Warak, she's always been very good at this race as well. Mm. And her winning Qatar, I think, and also have a good team, a very, really motivated team. Yeah. I, I really, they're really motivated. It's really nice to see. So I, I believe she's also one of the riders who can win. But 
it's always nice of the Omloop newsletter because it's the beginning. It could be anybody, just you know. Yeah. There's so many writers who just are in such a such a good form but haven't showed themselves yet in yeah. any rating. And they just be there and they just like the the year that Tiffany won. Yeah. I never thought she would win that race, but she was in really good form. Yeah. She came out of Australia, she came out of good form and she just smashed it. She won. So yeah, it's always it's interesting. Like Emma Johnson, she's always been really, really good. And even though I don't think she will win this year, I think she will be very close. Yeah. Do you think she'll win her last Flanders? No. <laughs> I feel so sorry for her because she's always been so close, but I don't know. I, it, I would just wish she win. I would just really, really wish she would win. I would just like, I would just be so happy and so delighted and everything I would wish that I could say, yes, she's going to win. Yeah. But I don't think she's going to win. I think um, her team is too strong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, for that this, this year, the teams are so strange, aren't they? Because, you know, I think I was looking at Wiggle High Five and Bowles Dolmans and thinking, well, who carries the water? You know, but Wiggle High Five, you know, when you're thinking, well, you've got Amy Peter, you've got Elisa Longo-Borghini, obviously, and Georgia Bronzini for when it's a little bit flatter classics, and Emma Johansson and Amy Peters, and, like, who carries the water in that team? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's a risk that you take yeah. if you put a team together. If you put six riders that can win Flanders in one team for Flanders, and you come into the last 20k with maybe five riders left, yeah, you make better make sure there's a good team spirit and there's a good communication and the, the coach in the car is really, really good and really strong, and I believe he mm. is. And so, because, yeah, everybody wants to win Flanders, and you're not going to say when you're like the best, you have the best legs ever and you can win Flanders, you're not going to say to your teammate, what, take it, no worries. <laughs> No problem. No, he's not going to do it. Not with Flanders. If it's last mine or it's maybe um, a stage mm. in, in, in the Euro, you would say, yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> but not in Flanders. It's like the World Championships of the, of the spring. Yeah. So, oh, no, no. So, I, I, yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens. And I think with Bulls Dolmans, they really found that balance last year. So, um, they have a really strong team, but they also have, like, like if you look, the riders that have to work, mm. yeah, they were really, really hard in the races that they have to work, but they also get their chances in other races. Like if you look at Christine uh, Majerus, yeah, she works like so hard all the time, and she just keeps on going, going, and she gets better from it as well because she's still very young. Mm. But then she got a chance in 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 England, and she she just wins the stage over there. Yeah, you know, and everybody knows her suddenly and, and, and she, they knew her but then she really put herself on the map and so I believe that team has a really good balance and they're really close and really really strong and we'll have to see if, if, if Wiggle High Five will, will have the same and last year they, they did they last year they did really well at that point as well so yeah. um, with all those new strong riders with Emma and Amy and yeah we'll see what happens yeah it's going to be fascinating so a lot of my friends are making up their teams for their fantasy director sportif games because they have to get them in by Saturday. 
If you are making a fantasy team, or if you're just looking at the riders, which riders do you think are going to go well this year? And are there any young riders or developing riders that people should particularly watch out for? Well, the young riders to start with is always a bit tricky, because I believe that some riders who are really good, like been pretty good last year, as they're still young. Mm. Like the new riders that are coming up from the juniors, I think it's it's too hard to be top the first year. That's just not possible. That used to be possible when you were really young, but not at this moment. With with that, it's not possible anymore. So I don't think that really young riders will be winning the Tour of Flanders or, or the Omloop mm. Newstart. Or you know, I think you have to look at like the good riders that are always there in the spring classics. And then it's going to be the riders like Elisa Longo Borgini, mm -hmm. who is always good in the spring. She loves it. And she's not a typical Italian rider. She's really strong and she can handle the cobblestones really well. She's really good in doing solo work. Mm -hmm. uh, and she has this great team around her. And um, you always have to watch out Emma Johansson. And especially in her last year, yeah, she will be really focused. And yeah, I hope she she really has a good year. I really, I would put her just in my team, just out of respect for her. Yeah, and because I really believe if she really wants it, she can do it. And maybe with the help of the team, yeah, yeah, she will be able to do it. Because that's the problem, which will bring me to Annemiek van Vleuten. With Orica, she didn't have enough support with mm. her team. And so I think Annemiek van Vleut is, she wants to have a great year this year after all that happened last year Yeah. with her bad crash. And she feels really good at the moment and she's trained really hard and she worked really hard. So I put her in my team as well, just because of her character and, and all. When everybody quits, she just keeps on going and going. So she's one of the riders you always have to put in your team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Liv Rabobank yet. <laughs> we we didn't forget about it but yeah that's just the team yeah with mariana getting back i believe she will have a good year i really hope so i really hope so because it must have been so i mean you know what that felt like because you had a couple of years off away from cycling because of illness but it must be so hard for her because she loves it so much well the difference was that i was I quit cycling and I thought, oh, I just quit cycling. I'm just going to go to the cafe and drink beers and have fun. <laughs> but yeah, she'd been told to stop and she didn't really want to stop. And I think that's even harder. Yeah. So she, she had a really hard year with finding herself in a situation she didn't really want to be in and mm. being a famous person as well. That's not easy. Like everybody wants to talk to you, everybody wants to know what's wrong and everybody wants to know why you're not good enough and why you're sick and what's wrong and everybody has their own opinion so mentally it's really hard hard to be in that situation when you're a rider like when you're Olympic champion mm. so she's back on track and she's back in her team and she's training and you feel it when because I follow her on her Facebook account and on Twitter she's less active and she's more into the cycling so that's a good sign she's getting back focused on the cycling and I hope she learned also a lot this year that like after that bike there's a whole world out there that's also very interesting but it's also cost you a lot of energy and when, once you stop cycling 
yeah, it's just a different world. She's just not the same, and I can I can tell it's totally different. So she learned that this year that there's something different, totally different besides cycling, and now she can go back in the world she loves so much, and I think that helps her to even enjoy it more than she already did. So she will be in her focus, she will also be happy and that she can do it again. And that makes you even stronger. So I believe she will come back very strong and with her team. Yeah, she, it's not only Marianne, of course, there are so many strong girls in her team. So with Anna van der Breggen, yeah. for sure, she'll be one of my favorites for this weekend as well. Yeah, I mean, Anna had such a spectacular year last year, didn't she? Like winning the Giro and winning the course. Oh, I just... It was such a beautiful win, you know, that, that kind of crazy attack at three kilometers to go or whatever. It was so beautiful to watch. Like, Well, it, it, that's just so much who she is. The way she won La Course. That's the way um, Anna van der Breche is. She, she, she just does it. She just goes and she just, she just believes she can do it. And she is very, very talented. She's yeah. really talented. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice to see her. I mean, especially because some people joke about, oh, Anna can't sprint. Yeah, because if everybody says it's going to be a sprint and you're not a sprinter and you believe what everybody says, you better not start because then you're just, you know, you're just ruled out anyway. Yeah. If you think everybody thinks it's going to be a sprint, but I'm not a sprinter, I'm going to just attack, who's going to close the gap? Yeah. Especially in the La Course when everybody lost a few of their good riders because of the crashes. Yeah. So... I think she was really smart and I think she's a smart writer and she sometimes yeah she sometimes doesn't really think about what she's doing because she's just so strong and goes goes like you're like Europeans this year that wasn't her best race no. and yeah that's also Anna she's just like she's not very complex you know she just knows she knows what she wants to do she just pushes the pedals as hard as she can and sometimes it works out very well like like worse and sometimes it works out mm, not so good and then you have the Europeans yeah 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 which was oh yeah funny <laughs> I shouldn't have yeah. so my final question um if people are new to women's cycling which races are you going to recommend if you had to recommend just like four four or five races which races would you recommend for them to go and watch yeah well, if you really want to enjoy, like, have a fantastic, amazing, great day, you should go to the Flash Villainy. Yeah. Yeah, because it's such, the atmosphere over there is so amazing. And what you have is you can see the men's pass. You can see the woman start. You can see the men pass another time. Yeah. You see the woman pass. You see them finish. You have big screens uh, to watch the men's race. But also, the woman's race is really active, and they're really like talking about it the whole time. Yeah, I just see them go on the wall. Just mm. see them go up like this year when Anna van der Breggen, well, because she also won that one, when she see her go up that last climb and all those people are there and everybody has their little place because, yeah, it's just, it's just one of the best races to go and watch. Yeah. For, not only for the women's cycling, but you also have the men's race and it's, the atmosphere is so good. Yeah. It's just hard to get there. When you buy a car, just go very early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, and and I've, I mean, I was I was there um, a couple of years ago because Carl Lima took me out there with his team. And you kind of have seen people who've staked out their seat on the moor 
at you know I don't know nine o'clock in the morning or something <laughs> with yeah, their seat yeah. and their cool box and their flag yeah because that's really traffic jams to go there but it's, it's one of the good days and the weather is almost always really good yeah so that's one of the to, really to go and watch yeah and yeah just yeah, because you, yeah there's so much to see so that's one of the races I would say that would be my number one to to go to and for the like if you want to see Flanders what it's my favorite race to go it's, it's a little you, know, you should go and and take your car and watch during the race just go from one place mm-hmm. to another or just book a minivan with me and i will show you around <laughs> <laughs> Always possible. oh martina you should so do that like the martina brass t- classics tour that would be i can yeah. imagine people would just like beg to come on that <laughs> Yeah, well, they can. Eh? That's no problem. They they can book a bus to go for cycling, and and I will come with them. But yeah, that's one of the races you really have to go and see in between because at the finish it's not so so much to see. Mm. But it's it's like it's an experience, even because also because it's like you have like Queen's Day in Holland, like the biggest holiday in Holland, mm. and you have the Tour of Flanders in Belgium. <laughs> it's the same. It's like everybody is over there. It's just, yeah, you just you, know, you just open your eyes and you see, oh my God, all those people and everybody is happy and, and yeah, it's a really nice race. So that's two of the races I say you should go. go. But also spring classics are always nice to see. But the thing is, it's like a classic. So they have to start at one point and they finish at the other point. Mm-hmm. So if you're not really familiar with the area, it's hard to see the woman's race. So that's what I mean. You should go and watch during the race at two or three or four points so you can follow the race and take a radio mm-hmm. so you can follow the race on the radio as well but if you've never seen women cycling it's really nice to go and watch like a criterium or something yeah because then you can see them like so many times passing and you can really see well what's cycling about and but all the spring classics are really, like really really nice to watch yeah but for sure it's going to be um flexible need to if you want to really, really want to see a lot of cycling and a lot of, like, you can see the stars, you can see the preparation because the, the ladies start on the muir as well mm-hmm. and they finish on the muir. You can see that and you can see them finish and you can see everything you want to see. You can see it just one place. And then I think Flash is the best place to go. And also the Four um, Flanders, it starts in Oudenaarde mm-hmm. and it finishes in Oudenaarde as well. So you also have a lot of things to see and you can also go and watch the museum the Tour of Flanders Museum over there, and you can do, like, the bike tour the day, like, the, the Cito Sportif the day before, so you can make a whole weekend out of it, which is really, really nice as well. Oh, so. I'm so excited already. Field <laughs> Wing, and it's a nice race to go and watch, because they do, like, um, the final laps, they do, like, four or five final laps, so mm. you can see them pass a few times. Um, it's really nearby, but, yeah, if you really, 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 really want to have the the big thing you should go and watch the Giro d'Italia. Yeah, yeah, but it's just, ah, it's just not so easy to, to go. And also because with the men's race, you have a lot of organizations who show you around. With women's races, you have to do a lot of things yourself, of course. So. Yeah. So well, hopefully in a couple of years' time, you'll be I don't know running the Martina Brass Bike Tour. <laughs> yeah. Giro Tour. I will have a lot of work. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Um, so this weekend, everyone should watch Omelette, Van, uh, Omelette Noiseblad. Everyone should watch Tilt Winger on live stream because that will be fantastic. 
And if they want to follow the races, if you want to follow the races with Martina, make sure you're following her on her Twitter, Martina Brass. And yeah, where else can people find you? Well, they, yeah, the best thing is on Twitter because uh, my website is not online anymore after I put cycling. I will put it back online soon because I have my own company right now. Yeah. And it's called, called actually Brassy Cycling Experience. So um, I'm going to have a new website. Excellent. And yeah, I always be like involved in the cycling and will follow it. And um, I will Twitter this Saturday officially a lot because I will be right at the spot. So people can follow me, but I can also follow a lot of other persons that, that just yeah. um, that follow the race. But uh, yeah, just I, I just like to Twitter a little bit different, like the really interesting things. I would not like really uh, Twitter about like everything that's happening in the race because there are a lot of a lot of people who are doing that but yeah just those little things those funny things about the cycling and yeah i'm gonna see what new bikes are in the peloton and things like that because i'm really interested in that as well i love the kenyan bikes yeah so i'm gonna have a look at them excellent so um, i'll put links to everything that we talked about today on my site prowomenscycling.com make sure you follow martina and massive good luck huge good luck i hope you have a really wonderful weekend and everything is yeah i will let you know and uh, when you come over now we can watch the race together oh, right? that would be wonderful <laughs> yeah, we have to do that one time we have to do that we will, and we'll make sure we do that oh so you're planning to come over i wish i wish i wish i wish but you know money <laughs> i know Hey, so thank you so much and we'll talk soon.